The Riley Report is brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, a network that is unlike any other network you will run into in the sports and media world. That is because we are what they aren't. How are we doing? I already have missed an episode on Wednesday. I said Wednesdays and Fridays, but as we get started with this, I'm definitely going to have to find a rhythm. It's not as easy as I thought it was going to be just to pump out some recordings here and just edit and do all very fast. I'm still in the job search right now other than this, so cut me a little slack. I already got somebody saying on a scale of 1 to 10, they were disappointed that we did not have an episode on Wednesday. All good. Completely understand, respect the ranking there. Thank you, Patrick. But that being said, we are back. Episode four of the Riley Report brought to you by Belly Up Sports. And what better way to start it than with Philadelphia freaking sports. I'm so over Philadelphia sports. Thank the Lord for the Flyers. If it wasn't for the Flyers, the Philly sports would be the laughing stock of the freaking nation right now because they're always what you're supposed like we expect them to be good. And I don't think it's just me in Philadelphia. I think it's all over. Everyone it's like Philly is known to be decent at sports, if not really good at sports. And I'm not sure if I want football to come back at this rate because Carson Wentz and the Eagles are probably just gonna freaking disappoint me too. You got Bryce Harper and this Phillies team, who's supposed to be Way better than they are, losing two straight to the Orioles, dropping pop-ups in the infield because somebody can't call for the ball correctly. You got Roman Quinn diving in the outfield inside the park home runs. By the way, little something here. Love the new uh, extra innings rule. Makes it way more exciting, even though the Phillies lost. Didn't benefit them. But anyways, the Phillies are just brutal. You can't be a team... As with the caliber of players that you have and lose to the Orioles twice. I don't care who you are. Pitching, whatever. Our bullpen's awful. That's fine. I mean, the ERAs are like averaging 10 right now, which is absurd in a bullpen. But you got to deal with what you got to deal with. I mean, they have to figure it out. Or whatever. It's a 60-game season. We'll just act like this didn't happen. It's ridiculous. They did just call up a young prospect, Alec Baum, third baseman. Hopefully, that changes something. I don't know what it does. I'm assuming Kingry... Is going to go down. He hasn't been playing well. He might have been hurt. Something along those lines. But Phillies, garbage. Next up, the freaking 76ers. Figure it out. I mean, you got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Oh, wait. You don't have Ben Simmons. He gets hurt. He's out indefinitely. Got procedure on his knee. Same story. Ben Simmons gets hurt. Embiid plays against the Raptors. Pretty good team. They lose by three. I don't know what they're supposed to do. Get rid of Brett Brown. I had a huge argument with a couple of my friends today. You got to get rid of the coach first. If that doesn't work out after, if you get rid of Brett Brown after this year, because they're going to play the Celtics and just lose maybe in five games. Have no hope. There's no reason why a Brad Stevens better team is going to not beat the Sixers. It's going to happen. The Celtics are going to move on, probably lose in the next round. Either way, Brett Brown's got to go. You got to figure out a way to get Embiid and Simmons to work together, even if obviously Ben's hurt. But still, in the long run, last year they weren't hurt and they almost beat the Raptors. But I'm telling you, you got to move on from the coach, Brett Brown. You move on from him. 
doesn't work out in a year, then you got get rid of Embiid or Simmons. It's that simple. And if you, I couldn't tell you who you get rid of Embiid or Simmons. I think Simmons is a transcendent talent, but he just decides to never shoot the basketball, so it kind of limits him. Embiid's a big guy, but this isn't really a big guy lead right now. League right now, so would you go with him? That could be a you be the judge. It's not in this episode. You be the judge, but it could be for in that sense. I don't know. Philly sports are absolutely blowing my mind. It's I don't know why I even wanted sports to come back because Philly sports just love to piss me off and just get my blood boiling. I guess I look forward to this. I guess I wanted this to happen because it's here, and I'm I guess I'm enjoying life a little more, even though Philly sports are brutal. But you had the fly guys, the Flyers pull off the first win yesterday. Should have won like four to one. Freaking carry prices with the save of the century with uh, open net just throwing a stick out there pretty much. So kudos to carry price. But the fly guys are looking good. One, two, one last night in the first round of the playoffs. Kind of expecting that to be like I said, I supposed to, I looked like I, I thought it should have been three to one. They had opportunities off the bar DZs a couple of times. Um but, you know, they say the boys are playing hockey and, uh, yeah, you're putting pucks on net. So, you know, I like the, I like my Flyers. Flyers are looking good. And that's enough of, uh, I guess, my Philly sports talk to uh, start this show. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in sports right now. Sports are in full swing. Um, the two segments we're going to do today, no smoke or fire. That's, we're going to try to save that for Wednesdays. But we will do... I mean, the segments are going to mix up from here and there, like I said. Um, there's got to be consistent with when the episodes come out, which depends on my schedule, this whole actual job search thing. It'll all come together. But today we're going to be doing a You Be the Judge and O'Reilly's rankings, final, followed by a final report, the final report. And the, the, the You Be the Judge is going to be a little different this time. So I got a little slack for arguing both sides. So this time I'm going to, tell you the topic, argue my side, and just mention the other side. Not really dive deep because it kind of gets confusing. I thought about talking in a different voice. Maybe you guys could think I am have a co-host or something. <clears throat> Got a thousand percent denied on that. Everyone said that's a terrible idea. You might as well quit the podcast if you're going to do that. So quick feedback on that. So we're going to not do that. We're just gonna, I'm just going to talk about a topic. Same I say, mention what the other side is, and then we'll go from there. And I'll post it on the Twitter like usual. You guys answer, and then finally be the judge. So, without further ado, we will get right into You Be the Judge. And first up on You Be the Judge is old Jerry Jones. Man, it's going to be like, as much as an annoying guy Jerry Jones is, it's going to be a sad day when that man does eventually pass away. Because... He is just so entertaining. He's a hot take machine. Everything he does and says is just is just on point to who he is. He always finds a way to get in the media, but like you, you can't like I don't know I don't hate him. I, I hate the Cowboys. I don't hate him. So basically, what we're you be the judge is Jerry Jones had a press conference or whatever he does to get on TV and was quoted saying the Dallas Cowboys plan on playing all of our football games and we plan on playing them in front of fans. Our fans will be in the stadium because they have chosen to be there. I, knowing Jerry Jones and how like witty or shifty he is with his words, I think this is somehow going to happen. 
And I don't think fans are going to be in the stadium, but he's going to do something like the bubble where him saying playing in front of our fans just throws me off. I feel like Jerry Jones find a loophole here and it's not actually going to be in-person fans. Um, but for the sake of you be the judge, I don't agree with what Jerry Jones is saying here. I don't think there'll be fans in Jerry's world. I don't think the Cowboys will be playing whatever type of football with their non long-term quarterback Dak Prescott. They won't be playing in front of fans unless they have massive jumbotrons around the field because I just don't think with this season, especially with all the college football being canceled, you will be having fans in the stadium. So on the sense of you be the judge, I'm going to say, no, Jerry, you are wrong. You will not have fans in front of your players during this 2020 season. Next up, on you be the judge, college football is absolutely a catastrophe right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. This, The head of NCAA, Mark Emmert, needs to figure it out or create a new position. If there is this position, that guy stinks at it. But this position I'm talking about is a person that's a head, like a president of college football or a president of fall sports or president of spring sports. Like, Somebody has to be in control of this, and it's not just the NCAA guy because he's got way too much on his plate other than freaking NCAA football. So, college football, Big Ten and Pac-12 just came out and said, nope, we, we, we're postponed until the spring. Absolutely. Um, I don't understand. Like, you have to think about, you have to look into it more than just saying, you know what, we're not dealing with this. Let's just push it back to spring. So I guess my you be the judge is will college football. I mean, I know SEC and Big Twelve have said they're going to play regular schedule, like just their what the new schedules are, just the conference games this season on regular time. I think like September in September, which is awesome. But you be the judge. Will these schools or conferences that say they'll play in the spring happen? I'm saying no chance. There's no way you have, even though Purdue's coach Brom says he has a plan for spring football, if anything, it's going to be like a, you'll play like four games. There's no way you're playing a full season in the spring. It's just not happening. I don't care what you say. You're not pulling off a full season in the spring and then expecting come end of August of the following year to have another full season. The players will, it's terrible for the players. The health of the players would not be smart. And you just, it just won't happen. You don't have enough time in spring with everything going on. I don't even know what's going to be happening in spring. If anything, they're just going to cancel. It's going to postpone to the spring and then in turn cancel. Maybe a couple scrimmages, but nothing's going to be meaningful. You're not going to have a full season with a college football playoff, so I don't understand the purpose of this. I don't even know if they have SEC, Big 12, if ACC, if any of those schools play the season. How do you do Do you still do a playoff without the I, – it's going to be very confusing – I do want football to happen somehow. Waking up on Saturdays, nice brisk, cold, brisk air with a cup of joe with a freaking Keystone light next to you at 8 a.m. in the morning. Just a great way to start your day. I don't want to miss out on that, but I don't really care or think it's going to happen in the spring. So if you'd be the judge, I'm going to say no, college football does not happen in the spring. All right. Last on, you be the judge is 
If you didn't know, the PGA Championship happened this past weekend. A very great tournament. Colin Murakawa just freaking just took the field by storm after there was like a 10-person lead at minus 10. It was crazy. But during this round, Justin Thomas may have said a a bad word. Whoop-dee-doo. Justin Thomas missed a putt and pretty much says like, actually I think he says verbatim, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is the most relatable thing I've ever heard on a golf course. And you got reporters or people coming out saying you can't have this because my children are going to watch this and grow up and be bad. If your child's watching golf, one, and two, grows up because poorly because he heard Justin Thomas say the F word because he missed a putt, that's not because Justin Thomas said the F word. That's because you are terrible parenting and just let, like, he's watching golf. Golf is like the least harmless sport in the world. If your son grows up or daughter grows up and just like is a bad person because they heard Justin, oh, what happened to you? Why are you such a shitty kid? I heard Justin Thomas curse after he missed a putt. Oh, yeah, you too? No. Just let him freaking curse. If anything, create a new network. Somebody out there needs to create a new network that is like ESPN, uh, I guess not plus, ESPN X, NBC X. CBS X. And X stands for, if you don't like cursing, get out. Because it's very relatable. It's very natural. Cursing is a real thing. And if your kid grows up and is a shitty person because they're listening to cursing on sports, that's not, like, you just say, you're too young to act like that. There's many things. You can't, you're not supposed to drink or do shit until you're 21. Just tell them you can't freaking curse until you're 21. It's that simple. Figure it out. You're a parent. It's your job. Justin Thomas missed a putt. Cost him probably $100,000. He's allowed to say the fuck. He's allowed to. It's that simple. So, in the sense of you be the judge. If you think golfers shouldn't be cursing on the golf course, you can go fuck yourself. Because Justin Thomas just said exactly what everyone was thinking if they were in his shoes. All right. So that wraps up. You be the judge. I will have the tweets going out. Like I said, I argued more one side at this time just because it kind of is hard to argue both sides, even though I do see both sides, but I obviously agree with one side. So next up is a, what some would say fan favorite. I've actually got some good feedback from random people and some friends, family about my Riley's rankings. So what we do is I give you, I have four, things today on my Riley's rankings I'll give you the, the topic and then I rank them in whatever way I want so first up the freaking hockey playoffs NHL playoffs nothing like it I don't care what you say I mean I love the baseball playoffs Joe Buck players got you can see their breath like I love that millions of people probably disagree and think baseball MLB playoffs stink me though love it anyways NHL playoffs is insane. I don't care if you're in a bubble. It would be way cooler in front of fans. But the energy and and just how much effort they put into these playoff games is absurd. Every freaking play counts. Every skate counts. But in this sense, the Lightning and the Blue Jackets went into five overtimes. How can you even still be on your skates in five overtimes? It's probably already exhausting as shit as it is to play in three over three periods, let alone... What, I only five more? Like that's absurd. And you're and you're putting it all out there and then you end up whoever loses, in this case the blue jackets, that's just like 
Like, piss off. Like, that's got to suck so much. You put all this effort in just to freaking lose after six hours, might I say. We were watching this game at 9 o'clock Eastern time. They said this started six hours ago. 3 o'clock? Your game ends at 9? Phew. Get out of town. That is not something I would want to be a part of. Credit to both teams. Can't believe how it ended to Lightning. Um, I haven't even ranked this yet. Uh, and, you know, actually, I can rank it right now. Exhausting. It's even exhausting explaining what this is. My On a scale of 1 to 10, this game it was exhausting. And I exhausting for a fan and exhausting for the players. I'm sure way more than the fan. But it was exhausting. It ended with a dude getting hurt. Kind of opening up the uh, opening up the lane for a shot, a little slingshot there. Um, great game. I feel so bad for the Blue Jackets goalie. Eighty-five saves and you lost. Oh man, talk about a freaking talk about pissed. Talk about a guy that was exhausted just for nothing. Eighty-five saves and lost. But yeah, so Lightning Blue Jackets game scale one to ten. Exhausting. Next up, Deion Sanders prime time. Leaves the NFL Network. Seemed a little weird. I didn't know. I was like, oh, well, okay. I mean, I guess, like, he's just done. And we'll probably join, like, Fox or something. Never. Nope. Joins Barstool Sports. You've mentioned Barstool here a couple times. Some have told me. But he joins Barstool. He's going to have a podcast. He'll just be a personality. Basically, Dion is like, yeah, I want to be able to say and do what I want. And obviously Barstool provides that and they can pay them and do what we want. Obviously belly up sports. We also provide the same thing. We just aren't really there financially yet. So we can't be paying guys like Dion to come work for us, you know, in the near future, probably something like that. But what I think on a scale of one to 10 with Dion Sanders joining Barstool sports sports, it's premature. We saw this before with McAfee. I still think, I mean, the whole McAfee thing sucks for them, but I don't know. Dion's he's a hot-headed alpha, man. He's going to do well, I think, to start. It might even be like Rappaport where he went in there and, like, thought his shit didn't stink. But unless Dion's kind of humbled himself when it comes to, like, hey, these guys are going to let me do what I want, I think it's very premature. It's going to maybe last less than a year, which might be what Dion wants. He might want that to get a, uh, his own thing going. He could join a different network I don't even know but good for I guess Barstool Sports I mean who would have thought Deion Sanders would be working for them but either way uh yes very premature on a scale of one to ten with that signing that Barstool Sports just picked up next up the NBA bubble I'm going to rank how that's been so far and right away let me get I am impressed on a scale of one to ten I am impressed you have Great basketball being played. You got stars coming out like Damian Lillard and Devin Booker who are just playing out of their mind. That might be the playing game, which would be electric. You can't be more impressed. They have the setup of the gyms looks almost like you're at a real arena. You got the fans with their little weird little uh, the weird video. Oh my gosh, what the the screens up that shows the fans. I mean, it's all. It's very well done. Like I said, the games are good. Everyone's playing. I mean, you have the Lakers and the Clippers and who all those guys who are in the Bucks who are like kind of like, yeah, we already know our seeding, so like we're not going to play that hard. But overall, you got to be impressed with what the NBA bubble's done. Adam Silver doing it again. And they've, what, 372 tests taken and 
100% turned out negative? Like, that's impressive as shit. Why are we not just living in bubbles? Everyone needs to go freaking... Go Fortnite. Put a huge bubble around us. Stay there for freaking... Just don't leave. I don't know. NBA bubble's working. It's gonna be. It's only gonna get better because teams are gonna end up losing in the playoffs and they'll get to go home. And it's just... It's very well done and very impressed. Last up on the Riley's rankings is... I talked about this earlier. PJ Championship. Colin Murakawa's shot on 16. This dude is already up one on the leaderboard. Got guys making nice shots, nice putts to like try to come back and beat him. Does he birdie? No. He freaking takes his driver out on 16, a par 4 may I say, and just whips his dick out and hits this ball 300 and... I don't even honestly, I can't even, I don't even want to say how long. I can look it up. I don't even know how long the hole is. But he absolutely put a piss missile into this ball, hits it about, what, four feet from the freaking hole for eagle. And what does he do? He just walks up, no big deal, puts it, eagle. Absolutely wins the tournament. That's the shot of the day, shot of the freaking year when it comes to golf. No big, like, just so casual. Didn't ruin, like, I don't know how. And he's 23 years old, man. I say, the dude held the trophy up at the end. The lid falls off. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess this kid is 23. But still had, everyone's saying, it, like, Jim Nance said, there's a new star in golf. Easy. I mean, I've heard he's pretty good. But let's not just say he's, like, that's like saying A-Rod. It goes, what was it? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, uh... Aaron Judge, like he put him in that cap. It was, let's not get all that. Like, golf is very weird. We've seen guys like Rory and Jordan Spieth kind of take off and then they just fall off. So let's have, well, let's let Morikawa win some more. Either way, absolute stud. Unbelievable. On a scale of 1 to 10, that shot was absolutely unbelievable. I cannot believe what he pulled off there. And kudos to him at 23 years old and figuring it out. And I'm even happy that he spilled the. Took the, the lid fell off. Me having the lid fell off because it showed he's 23 and he just doesn't care. No care in the world. He just freaking plays golf to play golf. And so that is it. That wraps up the Riley's rankings. I really think I need to focus on saying my damn ranking before I go on a tangent of what actually is going on with my topic. Either way, we'll figure that out. I'm not worried about it. Um, so those are my, yeah, like I said, Riley's rankings, 1 to 10. There you go. But up next, and the final thing is the final report. And up on my final report is college freaking football. We're bringing it up again. Figure it the heck out. Don't just bail on a season, Big Ten. Freaking all my friends from Penn State, we are not playing football this year. It's absolutely bullshit. I'm not saying it needs, I'm not saying it should happen right now. I'm not saying that. I know any scientific thing for health reasonings or anything behind this, but the kids, if you can try to figure out a way for these kids to play, which the Big 12 and SEC, I think, are trying to figure out, and the kids want to play, let them play. Hashtag let them play. There's no reason why this shouldn't be going on. There's no reason why you can't at least try to figure it out. There's no like That doesn't make any sense to me. You have to let these kids play if they can, if they want to sign a waiver for all I care. But these kids are playing for the futures. They're playing for the, like they. They're not. Even, you don't even pay them other than their scholarships. 
I don't know, do like a bubble. Email as NCA should email all the damn uh, schools and say if you want to play, check this box, and then we'll create a freaking massive conference. You have like twenty teams, twenty to thirty teams. You set up some weird schedule, do a bubble. I don't know. Figure it the hell out. It's not my job too. If it was my job too, I'd work harder than just saying let's postpone it to the spring. Just I'm over the indecisiveness, or I guess decisiveness of the damn Big Ten. For the goo, we're not going to play. And then you got coaches like uh, Nebraska coach Scott Frost. It comes out and says, like, we'll switch conferences. And then he gets freaking bamboozled and, oh, you need to apologize. Bullshit. Dude wants to play. The kids want to play. Ryan Day and the Buckeyes want to play. We all know Harbaugh wants to play. And if they want to play and the kids want to play and they can figure out somehow a way to play, if the test positive and you get it figured out, you figure it out. That's it. I'm over it. That's the final report. That's how we're going out today. A little fired up on this Friday. Everyone have a great weekend. Delete some beers. Do whatever you do. Head to the beach. Going to get some sunshine. You know. But either way, talk to you guys next week. Hopefully on Wednesday. If not, I'll see you next Friday. That episode of the Riley Report was brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We are what they aren't.